You are listening to Beyond Smart Buildings by PropMoto, where we explore the eight principles that go into intelligent space. To listen to other episodes from this series, just search for PropMoto wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hello, everybody. I'm Franco. I'm the editor of PropMoto, and this is my podcast about smart building principles. With me, as always, is uh, my my co-pilot on this journey, Vincent Dermody. Hi, Vincent. Hi, Franco. Great to be here, as always. Today's episode is about insight, right? How buildings need to create insights in order to make them smart. And you know, Vincent, maybe you can kind of help define that term a little, that term a little bit. This insightfulness. Sure. So when 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 it comes to people, we think of somebody as insightful if they are thoughtful. But when it comes to buildings, insightful is really about are we getting to a conclusion based upon the data that we're observing? And, you know, the, the critical part here is really defining the question that you're asking of the building, not just consuming data um, for the sake of it, but being quite precise in the questions you're trying to answer, the conclusion you need to come to, and the insight that's, that's going to support that conclusion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like obviously it's it's not just about having like this, you know, huge data set that you're kind of running queries over and over again. I mean, that's that's part of it, right? Uh, but that doesn't always create what I would consider an insight, right? This this happens uh, when you look for correlations that, that you haven't found before. And, you know, it takes a kind of a thoughtful approach to think about, like you said, the, the right questions to ask, you know, and with so much, you know, data that buildings are producing right now and so many external data points that can be used, you know, figuring out, you know, which which are your kind of key key things to look at can, can be really tricky. How can buildings maybe think about, you know, what, what are the most important pieces of data to look at? The tendency uh, to look for any way to correlate data and bring it together and, and, and find similarities and, and consume huge amounts of doing that, it's really critical to have a clear view on the actual key outcomes that you're trying to support, the key performance indicators that you're identifying, and effectively the decisions you have to make. That will actually give you a true view on the data you need to actually acquire and use. Mm-hmm. And you know, to, to help provide some real-world examples for for how these you know, insights can be made, you know, where they come from in the property industry, uh, I was able to talk to someone who who brought was brought in from the manufacturing industry uh, to help a real estate company uh, effectively collect and leverage data. Hi, my name is Susan Jarrock. I'm the Vice President of IT and Chief Information Officer at Washery, a multifamily company located in Washington, D.C. One of the first things that Susan explained to me was that creating more insights from data has more to do with the questions you ask than the answers you get. Having good questions that you're trying to answer is really the, the foundation of what we're trying to do. What is it that we that we want to know? What is it that we want to understand? And quite often when you're when you're going about it that way, you will stumble over things you weren't expecting. And I think in most cases it's a very pleasant surprise. In other cases you find you know what? The data doesn't tell us anything or you know the data isn't of a quality that it's going to be helpful so we need to address this if this is something that we really think is going to be valuable for us. Starting with the questions that need to be asked and working from there helps make sure property companies are thinking first about what it is they want to accomplish with any new technology. Susan explained that depending on what you want the technology to do, what kind of insights you want it to create, 
you have to have very different metrics for success. We've been looking at, you know, what are, what are we trying to do here? Are we trying to put the prop tech in and make it so that it is a value add for the particular tenant, that it is something that we have an opportunity to increase revenue because we have a smart home technology available to them? Or are we looking at it from a standpoint of this is prop tag that we can put in place that's going to be a real cost savings for us? And so we may look at the two different products very differently and determine which one is right for this particular property. And I'll give you a great example on the cost savings side. One of the biggest problems that we have in multifamily relate to water leaks. And if we can detect them and detect them quickly, we can address them and we really have the opportunity to eliminate or dramatically reduce the damage. That's something that is a significant cost savings to us if we catch something like that in time. If we put smart home locks in place, in many cases, we save a lot of time and a lot of maintenance hours from someone having to go and unlock a door for someone who's lost their keys or forgotten their keys. That's cost avoidance. That's expense savings. We look at opportunities like that versus someone who might be really looking for a smart home package who says, hey, I want something that controls my lights. I want something that controls my fans, my window shades. I want it connected to my smart home device and be able to control my thermostat. That's something that residents will pay a premium to have in their particular apartment. So we really look at the positioning of our different properties to determine what is really needed here. What kind of prop tech makes sense for this particular facility? As easy as it would be to say that there are universal questions that can be asked that would help reveal useful insights for any property, that's not the case at all. Portfolio level insights are always valuable, but to understand where improvements can be made Real estate owners need to think about each property individually. Different properties have different kinds of data and different kinds of needs. And I'll give you a great example. Uh, we have different kinds of properties in our portfolio. You know, we have some uh, high-rise buildings that are very dense, and we have others that are more garden apartment style. And you're going to have very, very different kinds of measures in the two different kinds of buildings because you have different setups as far as your physical plant. You have different setups as far as ways that you may be, for example, billing your residents for utilities. There's so many different types of information that there's really no one-size-fits-all. I'd say certainly definitely in the multifamily space. So from our standpoint, we really take each each building, each property as an individual in its own right. And we think, what is the best for this property type, for the resident makeup, for you know, the people we hope to attract to live in this property? And you know, how do we how do we make this ideal for this particular space? And that's how we approach our portfolio. There is really no one-size-fits-all. To better understand how to utilize the space in a building, using data to see what amenities the people use, and maybe more importantly what they don't use, is a good first start. 
From there, property managers need to use a bit of intuition and creativity to change spaces so that they are more useful and ultimately more valuable for residents. Susan had a really good example of this. One of the things that we've seen a lot, and this is, you know, both in the commercial space and the multifamily space, is understanding how space is used and the use of sensors in space, you know, whether it's in commercial space and understanding uh, how conference rooms are used or how amenity spaces are used. The same with multifamily. Uh, I'll give you a great example. I just recently was watching the series The Americans on Amazon Prime. And because it was set in the 80s, you saw a lot of uh, racquetball. Uh, Two of the main characters were always playing racquetball. Well, some of the properties that we purchased in the last few years had as amenities racquetball courts. When was the last time you really saw somebody playing racquetball? So recently, as we have refurbished those properties, we have turned those racquetball courts into more social spaces, into more business-focused spaces, you know, where people can, can grab a pod if they don't want to be in their apartment all day to work and that they have an opportunity to work. And that's really understanding how are people using spaces and then how can you how can you change the spaces to be more attractive to your resident or to your tenant? Understanding each property individually means both collecting data and using on-site knowledge. So much of what happens at a property can't be easily broken down into data sets. So to gather insights about a property, the value of institutional knowledge should not be overlooked. These human-generated insights can help point researchers in the right direction something that is extremely valuable when you consider the sheer number of ways a building and a community can be analyzed. We have people at our properties that may have been there for a really long time, and they have such great institutional knowledge that they know that building like the back of their hand. They can tell you pretty much anything that's going to happen on any given day with any kind of condition. They, they know it. But, you know, we see in today's society, we have a lot of turnover. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a fact, and you know, we're certainly seeing that across all industries, but we see that in the multifamily industry as well. And so you're not necessarily going to have that person there who knows everything about the building. You are going to want systems like this that are mining your data, that are looking for trends, that are looking for patterns that then will allow people to make really good educated decisions to find those opportunities where it's like, hey, we need to we need to look into this further. We need to know more about this, um, and then determine what do you do with that information. You know, who who needs to act upon it? Who needs to know about it? As important as the boots on the ground operators are to a property for generating useful insights, they are also often forgotten when it comes to implementing them. Having an insight is just the first step. Putting them into action in a meaningful way that is actually going to benefit the property doesn't happen without finding a way to help teams navigate the changes that come with that implementation. Change is always a challenge. And it's, it's a situation where everyone has to be on board and understand why you're making the change, why you are, what you hope to gain 
from it and how their job is going to change because so much of the property technology that we are seeing, whether it's on the residential side, on the commercial side, is really changing people's jobs. And that can be hard sometimes. You know, you might not like that you have to do 30 door unlocks in a month, but when all of a sudden you're not doing that, you might say, well, but, but what am I supposed to be doing? How does my job change? What, what, uh, am, am I still okay? What, uh, what's next for me? And that's why companies need to be really clear as to, hey, you know, we're eliminating this one really repetitive, unnecessary part of your job in giving you something that is, that's much more interesting for you and value add for the company. The need to create insights is so fundamental to the future viability of a property that it is not something that can be left to an outside group or a siloed team. For insights to be discovered and acted upon, the entire organization needs to be on board. That can sometimes mean giving champions of change, like Susan, the leeway and leadership needed to make the changes happen. Our capital allocation has always been very well informed by research, but we're, we're taking that even a step further to say, what else can research tell us? You know, what outside information along with inside information can be combined and really help all aspects of the business, not just our capital allocation, but our marketing, our operations, and um, our head of research is really playing a significant leadership role along with me in looking at how do we do this and we have support from the very top of the company this is something that is very important to us and we believe can end up being a real differentiator in the way that we're able to serve our residents finding and implementing insights needs to come from within but that doesn't mean that there isn't a place for outside help Continuous innovation means looking at data from as many angles as possible. And sometimes it takes an outside team to bring in a new perspective. Susan gave a great example of how an outside company helped them better understand how weather conditions affect their service calls. We worked with a company a few years ago, and one of the things that they suggested we look at is Look at the number of work orders that you're getting. Look at the temperature that day. Look at the precipitation that day and look for trends. You know, are certain things happening on certain days when it's hot outside or when you have a 100% chance of rain that are not happening on other days? Does that influence your staffing? For example, you know, do you know that if you're going to have, you know, 500 degree days in a row and you know that you always have a real bump in work orders, especially related to air conditioning issues during that time, then you're not only just thinking to yourself, oh, we always, you know, get a lot of calls when it's hot, but you have real data to back up and say, hey, you know what, we may have to have... three maintenance team members on site Monday through Friday, and it's going to cool off, so maybe we only need two on Saturday and Sunday. An insight is really just a new idea, a new way of doing or thinking about something. But insights go deeper than just a flash of inspiration. 
Taking an insight, vetting its legitimacy, and enacting change based on what it teaches you is a tricky but important process. Finding insights can answer some of the questions that have thus far gone unanswered at properties, but they usually also lead to the conclusion that more investigation is needed. Answers lead to more questions, and finding a surprising insight, one that was likely right in front of your face all along, only makes you wonder what other good ideas are sitting in plain sight, waiting to be discovered. Thanks for listening. This series is brought to you by Cohen Resnick, a leading U.S. advisory, assurance, and tax firm with a global perspective and extensive experience in commercial real estate. As our post-pandemic world continues to take shape, Cohen Resnick believes that the industry's new normal must be one centered around trust, where investors, tenants, landlords, and communities can trust one another to find common ground while creating value and addressing risk. Visit Cohen Resnick's Resource Center at cohenresnick.com slash building trust for insights and tools to propel your business forward. Again, that's C-O-H-N-R-E-Z-N-I-C-K dot com slash building trust.